Welcome to Live the Fuel, where we fuel your health, business, and lifestyle. And now your host, Scott Mulvaney. All right. Good day and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another Live the Fuel show. So this evening, on a wonderful Sunday evening here, at least on the East Coast, because it is evening and the sun has set as we return from the in-laws. And uh, because the hustle never stops, we're recording a Sunday evening podcast. And I'm excited, actually, because, well, first of all, I'm always excited. I usually pretty much say that every time before a podcast starts. So, But I don't want to downplay it because I really do get excited to podcast. I get excited to talk to people I just meet virtually online. That's the power of technology. And I get excited even more today because we get to talk about some mindset. And not just some mindset, but I get to talk to a young lady who uh, decided to create a little something, something called the Blue Lotus Mind Institute. There you go. And uh, we're going to dig into that today. We're going to dig into some mindset. We're going to dig into, this is the holiday season here in 2019. Uh, but let, let's get into the quick skinny on her. So obviously, I already hinted, founder, Blue Lotus Mind Institute. Uh, she's a self, self-love self advocate, coach, and author, as I'm still trying to figure out this whole author thing, uh, with my first book first coming out, if I ever get around to finishing it. <laughs> and uh, she's presently on a mission to empower people, empower one million people to live an intentional life aligned with your deepest truth. And she chooses to combine neuroscience and biology, which I geek out about tech and biology and health and nutrition. So we're going to have some fun today uh, with the spiritual to specialize in helping people overcome self-sabotage. I know a few people who have done this. Limiting beliefs. And negative emotions, that's right, negative emotions, people, that stop you from living your passions and the life you may truly deserve. So, without further ado, Tiffany Toombs, welcome to the show. Hey, Scott. Thanks for having me. Thanks for sacrificing your Sunday to hang with my audience, So, which yeah, is now my- our audience. So, Absolutely. It's a... Uh... It's a good time, I think, to be talking about mindset live on Facebook, especially because we're heading into a new week. That's it, right? Like people are like, wait, here's the thing. Let's just pause right on that. So people get like all freaked out about a Monday. I get more like antsed up on a Sunday. I mean, clearly because you and I are working right now, but I don't even consider this work. What do you consider podcasting? Because you've been on some other podcasts. What does this feel like to you? It, yeah, it definitely doesn't feel like work, right? Um, I mean, any time that I get to geek out because I'm a huge geek when it comes to mindset, by the way. Hmm. Um, it It's, I feel like a kid in a candy shop really most of the time. <laughs> you know, people, people just are signing up to listen to me geek out. So it's like the best thing ever. Well, what I love about it is, and my love of podcasting has morphed and shifted over the years, not just because I get to have run my own show, um, but I obviously get to connect with awesome new people like yourself. But also, I, n- I never know where it's always going to go. I can, I can pre. I have a team now. Like, I, it's funny because I, I, I have a separate email now. So it's like podcast at livethefuel.com. and I have like, I have VAs. So I have virtual assistants. They will, pr- they follow my protocols. They pre-screen, make sure it fits the demographic of the show, and then they pass it on to me. That did not happen until like six months ago. <laughs> so it's like, oh, I got a team now. I got a process. Um, it's exciting because. I got excited to know even more that, okay, there's people coming into this show that 
not just for my audience. I'm a little selfish. It's for me. It's not just for my audience. I love my audience, but and now they're your audience too. But I get excited mm -hmm. for me because one thing I learned over the years, and you'll appreciate this, is that the tagline for the show, right? Fueling your health, business, and lifestyle. But one thing I never expected was after probably about a year, year and a half, and I'm intrigued about your feedback on this, all of a sudden, mindset, mindset, mindset just kept popping up left and right. And I was like, well, should I rebrand the show? Because we keep talking so much about positive en energy, law of attraction, mindset over and over again, which are triggered from the importance of ta targeting health, business, and lifestyle. So what, what are your thoughts on that? Because all of a sudden, like, man, I probably should have just threw mindset into that mix too, but it just came out naturally. Yeah, I think there's definitely a shift happening in the world right now. And then if, you know, if we get spiritual in like the universal energies towards understanding firstly that we are completely in control okay. and the only thing that's really going to ever stop us from reaching our potential is this six inches between our ears. Mm. And I think people are becoming more and more aware that just because something comes from the brain doesn't mean it's, it's right. Like I, I had a client earlier today who was like, well, you know, this just is the way that I am. And I have these thoughts and they're coming from my brain and my brain controls my body. So therefore the thoughts must be right. And I think people are more and more starting to understand, especially as there are more and more people speaking about it and more experts coming forward. And then, you know, with the increase of podcasts and Facebook live videos and all the other ways that we can get information out now that it's more accepted. And, you know, it, it's even like a bit of a pop culture thing, like to talk about. Is it, is it now a pop culture thing? You, I, I think, think so. you're the first person to say that word in reference to mindset on this show now. I'm like, oh yeah, you know what? It's getting like hip. Or I, I, I think it is, which, you know, obviously comes with some downsides as well. Like we were talking about some things before we went live about, you know, it's easy to talk the talk. Can you walk the walk? Mm. Um, so, you know, there's downsides to it being popular, but at the same time, I would rather it be popular instead of being so taboo like it used to be, especially around like the mental health side of things. Oh gosh, yes. Oh, I love that point. I love that. Well, so let's pause real quick because I know we're about to go deep, deep, and this is, what, this is this happens on the show all the time. I gave you a quick bio on you, but like let let's pause real quick before we go deep into this. I love the fact you hit on pop pop culture, by the way, um, because all of a sudden everybody, there is. I can't help it. I, I go because I can work from anywhere with my laptop. I'll, I'll be working at a Starbucks or. I prefer like local coffee chains or like not chains, but like local coffee shops and stuff. And I love connecting with the locals, whatever city I'm in. And, but yeah, it's always, I, I'll overhear conversations like, Oh man, I was just, just had yoga the other day and I had this great mindset conversation or mental focus thing that and everything. And I'm like, okay, well, did you really get that deep uh, in my own head? Cause I now know too much and I've had lots of gurus on like yourself and I'm like, Oh man, is this getting casual now? Is this getting too blasé? And because I, I think this is, it kind of scares me a little bit because I, I don't want it to get diluted. I think mm. the power of positive mindset, the law of that old school law of attraction, attracting the right things that you want to happen in your life is so crucial these days. So you shouldn't just toss it around like it's a casual, fun thing. We, I mm -hmm. think we should need, we should take this seriously, not just from a psychological factor, but also from an energy factor. So before we go down that path, like, 
Is that one of the biggest things of why, what got you to tap into this? And before you created Blue Lotus Institute and all of that, like what, what really got you to dive into all of this? Yeah. So I, I've been in the health and fitness industry since I was 14. Um, 14. I started, wow. yeah, I'm like a little bit of an overachiever. Uh, <laughs> you are oh, welcome here. <laughs> um, so yeah, at 14, I grew up in a small country town up in Canada and I took a sports medicine class in grade 10 and started working with local sports teams as like their athletic trainer. So rehabbing mm. injuries, strapping ankles, that kind of thing. And then also doing their strength and conditioning before and after training. And so I really, my goal back then was to help people feel more comfortable in their own skin because I didn't. I mean, at the time that I started my health and fitness career, I also had eating disorders. And so wow. I think what I was looking for at that time was, and I think my mindset, my mentality around it was, if I can help somebody else feel comfortable in their skin, then I can somehow heal myself. And mm. so it was a, you know, I'm going to help fix you. I'm going to make you feel good about you. And then maybe that some of that will rub off on me. Um, after college, I moved to Australia for, I mean, it was meant to be for six months and I stayed for eight years. Um, but it, it was a huge transformational journey for me where I hit my absolute rock bottom. Uh, I had been dating somebody for three years down there. And on the day I found out I was pregnant, I found out that he had a girlfriend in another state, ended wow. up like hitting rock bottom. I was the breadwinner at that time. So I was paying for everything, but still living paycheck to paycheck. So I couldn't afford to fly back to Canada for my mom to like love me back together like she had with every other breakup I had gone through. Um, so I found myself having to deal with the fallout of that alone. And then as it came out that he was a compulsive liar and all this other nonsense, I actually ended up miscarrying the baby. So then that was like a whole mm. new emotional depth that I hit. And it was, there, there was a point where I considered ending it all. Like I was literally seconds away from stepping out in front of a taxi to just, cause that was the only way I could think of to end my pain. Wow. And it literally got that that yeah it, it was it was that bad and wow. um you know to call it divine intervention whatever i went to take the step out into the street and like i i couldn't move my feet there it was like there were two big cement blocks and i just could not move them and as the taxi went by i realized what i had almost just done and i realized that i had to deal with some stuff that i had been pushing down and wow. you, you know i had been abused by my stepmom growing up who is a domestic violence survivor herself so i'm very aware of how the cycle of abuse perpetuates through generations and that kind of led me on my journey of going to therapists and going to see psychologists and and being prescribed the drugs that i was like you know i i have an aversion to drugs i prefer natural wellness so what else can i do to heal all of this and just really becoming aware of how my childhood impacted everything from how I felt about myself, the business opportunities that I did or didn't take, uh, the relationships that I ended up in. And so that's where I found NLP, which is Neuro Linguistic Programming and the branches of NLP. And that allowed me to really heal myself to the point where like when I left for Australia, I would have been considered one of the angriest person 
people you've ever met. Like mm. my family kind of knew um, that I was like Mount Tiffany, like a volcano, like waiting to erupt. Waiting to and erupt, yeah. when I erupted, if you were in like an arm's length for me, you better duck because I had a mean slap to me and it would happen before I even knew what was going on. So I was also not, not just like angry, but I was fairly violent as well. Unfortunately. I was going to say, I mean, this, this doesn't sound like it was just obviously, it's obviously, I mean, it sounds like a combination of obviously anxiety, frustration, but clearly anger, clearly and yeah. it, it would, it would manifest much more exponentially. So. Oh, absolutely. And when I, when I moved back from Australia after going through a couple years of healing myself and, and really coming back to myself and learning to love myself mm. and not in the way that, you know, the pop culture self-love of like treat yourself, red wine, bubble baths, retail therapy, like not that self-love, but all the self-love, exactly. The self-love that I talk about where it's about being honest with yourself and asking yourself, like, how am I responsible and not not to say that I ever blame abuse victims because it wasn't my fault that my stepmom abused me mm. it was my responsibility to heal it and to not perpetuate the cycle though and so when I moved back from Australia I remember at Christmas two years ago we were sitting around and something happened that in the past would have absolutely pissed me off and my family all kind of like ducked for cover and I was just like oh well it happens and then they were like, what? They weren't, like, re they weren't ready for that. <laughs> yeah, they were like, who are you? What did, what did you do with our sister? So um, I'm, I'm living proof that, that people can change when you do the inside work. And I mean, I've in, in the last five or six years that I've been focusing on mindset specifically, I've worked with over 300 people around the world and seen some incredible transformations happen. So I, I know that, you know, change is possible for each and every one of us. We have to be willing to do the uncomfortable work. Well, so obviously pausing on your, your personal uncomfortable work. So if you had to extrapolate a timeline, like how long, and here's here's one thing I want to pause on to save you some work. We're all still working on this, right? Like it's a it should oh, be absolutely. a never ending journey. So, but let's let's go. Let's at least give them give give our listeners a bit of a timestamp. Your initial big epiphany, wake up call, transformation. Like how long would you say that initial pocket of life uh, took took you to kind of you know reawaken from, from the moment that I was standing on the street about to take that step in front of a taxi to. Yeah moment where I like could say like, you know what? I love myself was about a year. Okay. And now would you say that year is you're mentioning you're with your family and everything else. Was that around that same time as well? At the end of that point where like, you're, you're like, Oh my God, you're, did our sister just say it's okay? Like let it slide or my, my family didn't actually see me for that year that I was, um, doing that work. I oh, didn't come deep. back. Yeah. I didn't come back to Canada at all during that year. And I just really like focused on, putting every resource, time, financial, everything that I had into my growth and development. So it, it was like I left to go to Australia, one person, and I came back a completely different person. So do you feel like the, I mean, I don't want to call it unplugged. Well, it's kind of unplugging, but you obviously unplugged from your, your normal circles of influence to go through this reawakening or, or deep dive into yourself. And obviously yeah. what one thing that, extremely helps with that is obviously changing locations, but people hearing this doesn't mean you have to go move to, you know, 
down under. Um, no. And I mean, I was still in contact with my family during that time. Like okay, we would still okay. have FaceTime calls and everything. It's not like I just didn't talk to them. Right. They just physically didn't see me. Okay. And you know, when you're calling somebody once or twice a week, they're, you know, they're not going to see like that angry side of you. Right. Um, so I didn't, I didn't fully unplug what I did unplug from was all the limiting beliefs that came out of my childhood. And so a lot of people don't realize that even now as adults, the bulk of the limiting beliefs that we have, or the bulk of any belief that we have, good or bad, were planted in our brain from basically the start of the second trimester when our mom is pregnant with us up mm. until seven. Wow. Those are like the most critical years of our life in terms of limiting beliefs being planted. Now, did and you realize just, that just from your own self-study or obviously did you have some powerful influencers that helped you educate you on this? Um, I was educated on it. And then in the reflection on that, that knowledge and that, uh, information that was passed on to me, it became clear. Yeah, that I, so that's I, absolutely what I was hinting was, happened. I was like, okay, is that something that comes from NLP? <laughs> because I've had numerous people on this show over the past three years that have talked in very, very positive light of NLP. And I've been back and forth, you know, I've dived in, dive out, dive in, dive out. I've never gone through an official NLP program, but I always wondered like, okay, is that something you specifically got out of that? Or is this something that thanks to NLP and thanks to your self-work, you're like, you know, for me specifically, I'm like, wow, year one through seven. Okay. That pretty much extrapolates that timeline. Yeah. So it is, I think it's more of a neuroscience. I don't know that it's okay. specific to NLP, but I would say anybody in the neuroscience psychology mm -hmm. era aspect would, would agree with that. Okay. Well, and, and I respect that because I, uh, again, I only minored in psychology when I went, when I went back to school to study marketing and, uh, which I tell people to this day, I'm like from a, as a, as a marketing agency professional who has his own business, like everything I do today, don't use any of it. Like they don't teach you anything about business. They try and teach you about sales and marketing. You don't know until you put the boots on the street and you start doing the work yourself. But the one powerful thing I did take away from a university experience, and this is a guy who grew up on a farm and then left the corporate world to become a firefighter and then back again, was like, oh, Okay, well, from the science perspective, the psychology, that was one of the biggest things I took away that I truly probably underestimated. And I, I still use to this day, and I find it very, very powerful. Absolutely. And I think the most powerful part of the work that I do, whether I'm training people in NLP or working with them as a client, is that we're ultimately all the same. Hmm. Like we, we all have the same fundamental fears and needs as everybody else, they manifest in different ways. Uh, you know, some people have abusive backgrounds. Some people are born with a silver spoon. That doesn't mean that they don't go through similar mindset challenges or fear challenges. They just show up in a different way. Oh, thank you. Good point. Because I, 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 I do agree with that. Like, obviously, farm kid, and not everybody grows up on a farm. So there's there's people who grow up with very little. To be fair, even though I was a farm kid, it doesn't mean I was necessarily you know, poor or less fortunate. I did grow up learning hard work and shoveling a lot of manure. Uh, but <laughs> And then you got, yes, to your point, like there, there could be that silver spoon perspective. And actually that's something that I had to learn uh, in recent years was that, you know, I, I grew up challenged. That's okay. And I, I not, but financially challenged too. I, I did not understand. I didn't learn the value of money and everything else. And that provided a lot of stress into my life. Um, and I think that's probably more self-imposed because I was mm -hmm. wired one way and wasn't willing to look at other ways. 
and that I saw what could be considered socially as a silver spoon perspective and other people that I met and connected with over the years, and I would have blinders on. And it doesn't, one thing I've learned through the years is like, just because somebody might've had a silver spoon perspective, again, we're air quoting this uh, for the video watchers, people listening to this, is that it doesn't mean they don't also have struggles, that they don't also have problems, that they don't also have possibly similar developmental issues that might've been influenced from family or just from their surroundings. So I, I love the fact you brought that up. I'm intrigued to see where you go with that. Yeah, I mean, I have people whose parents gave them everything growing up except their time. Mm. And then people who came from nothing, they got plenty of time, but didn't, you know, gained negative money beliefs, whatever it is. So we all have challenges that we have to face. They show up differently from one another. And I think as a society, when we stop judging each other, oh, well, you know, you were from the good side of the tracks or you were from the bad side of the tracks or you're this religion or you're this political affiliation. Like when we strip it all away, we all have the same fundamental challenges and stresses and fears that we have to overcome hmm. if we choose to do the work. Oh, good point. If we choose to do the work. So let's dive into that one, Tiffany. Uh, when, when is the right time to dig into the work? I don't know that there's a right time, but you definitely I have agree. to be ready for it. Hmm. Right. So you have to be ready from, and I'm going to geek out on like some biology for a minute, Okay. but essentially what happens in the body is when you've been living with even a, a negative belief, like, let's say you get up in the morning and you're like, Oh, I'm a couple pounds overweight or, Oh, like I hate my frizzy hair or I hate this thing about myself. It's a very negative uh, way to start yeah. the day. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or even like you wake up and you grab your phone and you see people arguing on Twitter or Facebook, or you hear, you know, you pick up the newspaper and see like the whatever news networks. Fear, yeah. What, whatever fear mongering is happening today. Yep. Um, when that happens, it starts your day off with a stress response. And so when we have a thought that leads to hormones being released in the body that create emotions of the same quality and those emotions lead to more thoughts. So we get stuck in this negative pattern. Especially one of the key hormones you're referring to is cortisol. One of the most yes. stressful uh, related hormones you could ever release in the body. So. Yes. And so 80% of our thoughts that we have every single day are negative. Hmm. So we're, we get into this negative spiral have all these stress hormones pumping through our body for the majority of our life, which then for our body cells, it creates like a new normal where, you know, we're born that this should be the level of cortisol down here that, that we have pumping through our body every day. But when we just consistently are being hit with it, it raises the bar up and all of a sudden this is the new normal. Hmm. And our cells start to deem that not just as normal, but as pleasurable. So mm -hmm. our body cells actually can become addicted to stress and to drama. Oh, so, that I agree with. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It, it's probably the number one addiction in the world, I would say. And well, there's so, a high that comes off of that. It doesn't mean it's a positive high, but there's no. clearly, uh, it could be, it could be, it can manifest as adrenaline. It could manifest as just that high state. It could, but it, it, I agree with you. If it's triggered from stress, it is not a good high state that you really want to be manifesting on a regular basis. 
Absolutely. So what I typically see when people come and start working with me, if they're doing like the, you know, if they're not really doing the releasing work, they're not actually doing anything productive with the negative emotions in the body. And they're doing like the surface level work that we talked about. Okay. Then let's, real quick, let's refresh on some of those examples of the surface level stuff, because I know a few people in my life, actually many, it's okay. We all start somewhere on the timeline, right? Yeah. And they're still doing the surface level stuff. And I'm like, okay, well, we might want to start taking a step deeper because that's not getting you anywhere. So yeah, what are so, some examples of some common things that people think they're, and it's okay. They're starting here. Yeah. Zero judgment. Right. Zero, zero judgment. Zero judgment. Yeah. I lived a lot of my life here. Right. Here we go. Um, so things like just the posting inspirational quotes hmm. on social media and nice. then being like, yeah. oh. Um, another thing that I talk with a lot of my clients about is a gratitude practice. So a gratitude in a gratitude practice, spoiler alert, you're meant to like actually feel grateful. Mm -hmm. But what a lot of people do is they go, oh, well, I have to do a gratitude practice to be doing self development. So they add it to their to-do list and all it does is create more stress. Right. Cause they're adding more tasks into their day. Right. Yeah. And I, I so rather than like stopping for a moment and being like, you know what, I am really grateful for this thing that happened today, or I'm really grateful that I was able to eat a nourishing meal. Hmm. They end up just going, I'm grateful for all these things just to tick it off their list for the day. And I, they never I, actually stop. I can back you it. up. I probably about two years ago, I downloaded some type of, I forget, it was a gratitude app to help me start adding that in. Man, maybe it's almost three years ago now. Time flies. Two, three years ago, I was one that, I mean, I was trying to add this because I knew the power of it. I knew the importance of it, but I, I'm a very methodical person and I'm very calendar oriented. So I, I added it into my task list. And then the app that I paid for was like five bucks, whatever, but it, it had the ability to schedule it. So it would pop into your calendar reminders. So yeah, I had it yeah. popping up. And then I've learned years later that depending on how you incorporate that into your life, it could be a good thing or a bad thing because now you're seeing this alarm pop up. And if you're not looking forward to it, it becomes a stressor. So you can be yeah. very fine line there. And again, zero judgment, because mm -hmm. when I first started a gratitude practice, it was the same thing. Like I'd get into bed. Oh, I haven't done my gratitude practice yet. Yeah. And I'd just pull out my journal and like write whatever came, whatever I could think of, but I never actually felt grateful. And then I was like, yeah. This whole manifesting. Total the wrong energy. Yeah. Yeah. So, or, you know, even like meditation or visualizations or journaling, if it's something that you have to do, as opposed to something that you look forward to doing, then it's probably the surface level work. Hmm. Um, and I can't remember. Oh, so when people start doing the, the surface level work, what happens is they're starting their day with intentional positivity. So they're not necessarily going into that stress cycle right away. So the cortisol level in the body starts to drop down. Hmm. And then because, you know, the body cells are addicted to cortisol and adrenaline now. So it's like, okay, the body starts to trick the mind by creating issues hmm. to get that adrenaline hit again. Interesting. All right. So this is part of that, the side effects of that addictive component, right? Because yeah. now we're, we're literally getting into like chemistry and biology, not just biology, but it's, there's a chemical reaction there happening. Yeah. So when we start the, the self-development journey, our body is literally going to go through withdrawal symptoms. Yeah. You, you know, you may not get the headache or the tremors or whatever that a heroin addict would get, but you're still going to go through withdrawal systems as you reprogram your body, what 
it's meant to feel wow. as you wean yourself off of that cortisol hit. I, you know, I, I've never tested this, but I talk a lot about health and fitness and nutrition and reducing the impacts of sugar on the brain and the body. And all, cause that, that triggers other hormonal impacts like leptin and ghrelin and everything else. And there's a major, major withdrawal when you start cutting sugars and grains out of your life. That's a whole different podcast. But I was like, yeah, I wonder which one's worse. I don't know, man. Like, cause what I'm hearing from you, like, this is when you start tapping deep into the brain health and everything else, like this is, this is pretty hardcore stuff. Yeah. And, um, <clears throat> it's interesting the way that the body will start to trick the mind. Like you don't need to go to the gym today. You've gone the last five days. Mm. It's okay. Just take the day off. It's okay that you miss your gratitude practice one day, right? It's who, who are you fooling? Like, yeah. and that's where all those, that negative self-talk start, starts to pop up. So it surprises people that when they start a journey of like intentional positivity and doing the self-help things that they need to be doing to start their journey, that the negative self-talk actually gets a little bit worse for a while. Wow. And so uh, having gone through the, the grains and the sugar withdrawals, I think the cortisol withdrawals are a little bit more sneaky because it's, you know, if I, if I get a headache because I haven't had sugar in a couple of days, I kind of know like, well, I cut out sugar, yeah. but a lot of people and you don't know, realize if you ride that like, out for another week or two, you'll be good. Right. You know, it's like, okay, this is a short term thing. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas when it's, when it's your body trying to put you back into a state of stress by saying, who are you kidding? You're not really good enough to do this podcast or wow. Yeah. Like anybody is going to buy this, whatever product or service it is when you start this business, right? It, it's a lot more sneaky. And so I just tell my clients when we first start working together, like any negative thought, just reach out to me. I don't care if you're texting me a hundred times a day, but I just want to remind you that mm. this is just the withdrawal symptoms. Wow. So with these withdrawals, so, so what, let's fast forward then, right? So now we're help, we just help people understand that this is real. It happens. It's going to happen to all of us. That's why I'm here. And I don't care. I don't care how bulletproof we may think our mindsets are or where we're at in the timeline. It, it sounds like it's inevitable because um, it's really hard to break biology. It's hard to mm -hmm. you know, function, you know, break through hormonal issues. It can be done. Obviously, you, you and I are working on it. We do it. So where, so let, let's go back to your earlier point then. So now we've helped people wrap their heads around some examples of where you're starting at. And that's fine. Again, we, back to your point. It's good. Good job downloading an app. Good job starting to try and do some, you know, some practices on a daily basis for gratitude and things of that nature. So let, let's let's take them deeper. Uh, what, where can they go from there? So some of the things that I like to recommend to people, like if they're not able to work with a coach uh, such as myself to actually go through the process of like offloading, mm -hmm. is you well, have let's, to let's do pause. something. What do you mean by offloading? Some people are like, oh, there's a buzzword. I know what it means, but. Go ahead. <laughs> so, like yeah. So when, when we don't deal with emotions, they get stored in the body. Now, okay. a lot of people think that they deal with emotions because they've just stopped thinking about it or they've stopped talking about it. Right. So somebody goes through a breakup and like your friends and family are good for like the first week, maybe two weeks where they're like, yeah, just vent as much as you need. And then there hits a point where they're like, okay, stop talking about it. Right. Yes. Um, I, I was, there's, there's that with, tough love that sets in, you know? Yeah. I was working with a client last week who was telling me that he had essentially like never been sad or he can't really remember a time in his life when he had been sad. And then his grandma passed away 
and he could not get out of bed for like two weeks. Yeah, depression, after, depression set in. Yeah, absolutely. And then, and then after two weeks, his partner was saying, "Okay, you know, you you got to snap out of this, right? We have like that leeway period of like two weeks or so, and then it's like, okay, snap out of it now." Except that because they're trying the, to help him. Yeah, and again, I you know before I knew what I know now, I said that to people. So again, zero judgment. The thing is, is that the emotion kind of has to run its course. We have to do something with it. Otherwise it gets stuck in the body. And if we force ourselves out of that emotion faster, all that we end up doing is pushing it down and it gets stored in the body somewhere. Well, I love what you so, said there because pushing it down, we, we say this casually, but there's actually science tied to this. Like thanks to, I didn't know this until over the past couple of years, I've learned from gut biologists and gut biology, gut health experts. Like, yeah, it's, it's not just a saying, like you say, oh, just push it down deep. Oh yeah, you gotta let go. Like no, dude, it literally that that stress will manifest and tear the hell out of your gut biology, your gut health alignment, hormone alignment. There's so much actual, like scientifically related stuff that's gonna happen inside of your body. And I think people underestimate that they take it just casually. It's like, oh yeah, I just push it down deep, you know, bundle it away. I'll deal with it later. Yeah there's, yeah, there's a lot of side effects of that. <laughs> and uh, before Louise Hay passed away, she had a great body of work that showed like every organ and every part of our body is has different emotions stored with it. So hmm. our, our liver stores anger, for example. Um, two years ago, I had a woman come to me who had just been diagnosed with liver disease. And she was like, I don't really want to take these meds for the rest of my life. And I said, well, you know, what's your anger like? Like, are you an angry person? And she said, no, like I'm the least angry person that I know. So I suggested, let's just do a session and see what happens. And we did a session and all this anger came out and we did seven more sessions and all this anger came pouring out each and every time. And she was so surprised by it every time. Hmm. Like, I didn't even know that was there because it had been pushed down so far. She went back to her doctor after our seven sessions together, and her doctor said that all but one of her liver enzyme functions had come back. Wow. So yeah, like it, it has, and studies are starting to show that everything from cancer to thyroid issues are suppressing emotions. So well, there's been a lot of studies. I mean, people think that obviously everything happens in the brain, uh, but there's hmm. been a lot of validated science that have mo has moved forward stating that your gut biology, your gut biome is heavily wired and tied right back to brain health. And it's all interconnected. So, yeah. yeah. Wow. And so, yeah. So when I talk about offloading, I mean that we actually have to do something with the emotion to get rid of it. So for people who want, who, you know, again, can't work with a coach or don't want to work with a coach, what I suggest doing is writing a letter to the, the major players of your life or people who have caused there to be negative emotions. So, um, and it doesn't mean that this person's no longer in your life or that they're a horrible person. I mean, I've done clearing sessions on my parents and I'm really close with them. Hmm. It's just about letting go of the emotional baggage, right? And if anybody's in your life long enough, they're going to cause you to be frustrated or sad or whatever. Oh, so, I can, I can totally attest to that. It, yeah. Even though, even though they're loved ones in your life and I mean, even some family members, great, close, personal friends who also go through their own struggles. I, I didn't realize I have, I have had friends recently going through relationship changes and, you know, whether it's marriage, divorce, breakups, whatever it may be. And even I underestimated the impact as a friend. Like I didn't realize that I was taking that in. 
I think it's, uh, seeing what them going through, trying to be supportive, you know, both sides mm-hmm. of the front, you know, it's like it, you take that in. I didn't realize that I was actually getting more stressed out and more frustrated. And it took me, you know, over the past year to realize it's like, whoa, okay, I, maybe I need to separate myself a little bit from this. This is not good, not good at all. And yeah. I, I was beating myself up about it. I'm like, well, I don't know. I had a good friend of mine who's very good at mindset and energy release. And they're like, dude, it, you know, you're commendable that you care that much. But yeah, like you still got to take care of yourself. Had no idea. I'm like, okay, but it's not my deal. Like, why is it stressing me out so much? Right. So you, you could talk to this, right? Like close, yeah. close friends and family end up getting affected, maybe even worse than you were. And you're the one who's directly going through it, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and that's really what quantum physics is all about. Yeah. Like the entanglement theory is that we're all connected. And so I was hoping you were going to bring that up. There you go. Yeah. Um, so we're all connected energetically. So, you know, you and I are now connected and anybody watching this is connected. Even if I can't see them, we're now mm. connected. And so there's going to be an energetic exchange mm. and the closer you are with that person. So my husband and I obviously are a lot tighter connected, have a lot more connections, but if I'm up and he's down, then energetically, some of my energy flow is going to be towards him and vice versa. Yep. So when you hear terms like energy vampires, that's somebody who's always down and they're just like sucking you dry energetically, basically. And so part of the offloading process is that we have to cut the old cords. It's, it's okay if new ones are reestablished if you want them to be. Mm-hmm. But if I'm, if I find like, I'm really tired one day, I'll just like lay in bed at night and just visualize myself like taking a pair of scissors or a chainsaw or a sword or whatever, and just like cutting any connections to me so that I I will support the chainsaw. I own like three of them. I'm a big (laughs) fan. They're super fun. I, uh, sorry. (laughs) And and it, and it it makes it so much easier to, to cut any cords, but I'll just cut everything that's attached to me. And then that way I can like rest and take care of myself. And then, you know, people are going to reconnect. That's fine. But at least I don't have as many connections or I've given myself that chance to heal. I, I love what you just kind of, you kind of s- easily moved through it, but I want to pause on it was when you said it's okay to cut them and reconnect new ones. So that's one thing. It's like, I've had to, I've had, over the years, I've cut people completely out of my life. I, I've learned that from great coaches. Like, listen, if somebody is such a big negative drain and they're just not, I don't want to say they're not savable, right? But it's like, it's not my job to save them, right? Mm-hmm. Eventually, you got to protect yourself and the ones who you're trying to positively impact in your life. And it's like, sometimes you got to cut people off. That's it. But they got to take accountability for their stuff and deal with it. And then there's an opportunity to connect new cords and new beginnings. So I love what you mm-hmm. you hit there because sometimes you do have to cut ties. Um, I've said this on past shows. You'll appreciate this. Um, I don't mind. Like, my wife hates when I talk about it on the podcast. Um, I'm not, not hates a strong word, but she's just like, stop talking about me on the show. But anyway, <laughs> she, dude, she totally broke up with my ass. Like, before I even got married. Uh, we've only been together for like five, six years. So, but the first year, I was such a dumbass. And, uh, and finally, she's just like, dude, I'm done. And when we, when I, it took me three months of heavy self-work, energy work, everything else. And believe me, I'm, I'm not a guru. I don't do what you do. I just knew that I had to dig deep and I knew enough and I knew enough gurus to start doing the work. And I had to take that accountability as you hinted at the very beginning of the show. And it's like, all right, you're all about self-development, professional development. I'm doing all this other stuff. I'm, I'm launching podcasts and doing all this stuff. It's like, but, but you don't ever risk your heart. 
And I was like, okay, well, you can't be this said up and coming guru if you're not willing to take these risks. Anyway, so fast forward the story. She broke up me three months. I put the work in. I had to, I had to win her back. And one of the biggest things she said, she's like, I can't think about that the first year. We, if, if this actually may work, it's got to be a whole new chapter. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and, and I actually reinforced that from my self-work, from the coaches I work with. Like, dude, if you have a chance to save this, like you have to approach her with a whole new chapter. It can't, you can't talk about that. She's already closed the door. There's already been an emotional and a mental like light switch flipped and you are not flipping that switch back on. Uh, what are your thoughts on t- stuff like that? Absolutely. I mean, ultimately pain is our greatest catalyst for change. And so sometimes it takes the painful moments, right? For me, it took the, it was more so the, the miscarriage for me that triggered it, but also the infidelity with my, with my ex to, to say, you know what? I don't want this type of relationship again. I'm sick of being cheated on. I'm sick of being treated like crap. I need to do the work Hmm. now. So since doing the work on myself, then whether it's my husband that I attracted into my life or the friendships that I have now, the people that I attracted into my life are like such a higher quality, nothing against the the old people, but they just, we're just vibrating at different levels now. Mm. And I'm much more aligned with who I want to be and who I need to be to fulfill my mission in this life. And so sometimes we do have to let people go, as you said, and, and cause pain, unfortunately, for them to get it. And if you know you leaving their life doesn't cause them enough pain to change, then they then they probably weren't worth being in your life to begin with. Mm, well said. Yeah, that's a good. So point. that's a yeah, very, it's I mean, a very hard process to go through. Absolutely, and it, like I, I tell all of my clients and anybody who comes through my programs, like boundaries are the most self-loving thing that you can do. Like put every, put everything that you could do for like true self-love in a basket and boundaries is going to be the most important because ultimately boundaries show that you're being true to yourself and that you love yourself above your need to be loved above your need for validation or recognition by anybody else. Well, and I can say, uh, since you're bringing up boundaries, that God, it's probably over a year ago now. I forget exactly which co-host this was. Sorry, we got over three hundred shows online, <laughs> but awesome. uh, it's. But I remember having a coach on, and we they were NLP related, NLP related, and they said, "Listen, going through the process of really finding proper boundaries is one of the biggest things that you could ever do." And they said, "Hands down, trying to do that alone is hard." So I, that's one of those things that reinforces why it is good to find a great coach, right? And mm-hmm. maybe you're not the coach for everybody, but it could be another coach out there, right? But it's like, at least take that step. Uh, I think mm-hmm. people hearing this because a lot of people hearing this are like, I don't even know where to begin. Well, that's the point of a coach. Like I, I work with business coaches. I work with mindset coaches. I work with all different types of coaches because I, I'm not the guru in that area. Like that's, if you want to, if you ever wanted to find a way to accelerate the timeline, because this, this is something that you'll, you'll appreciate. This came up a lot over the past year of this podcast was in the beginning, it was like, it was health, business, lifestyle, and then mindset as we started the show with popped up. Well, now in the past year, it's like, actually now I'm more like, I'm, I'm always thrown out there. Like, listen, we're all very, very similar. We're just all at a different place on the timeline in reference to knowledge, training, 
and the coaching process. So like the only way to accelerate that process is to work with a coach. Like you can keep stumbling along and trying to figure it out and you may figure it out. Um, but it's like, well, if you don't want to do that for the next year and maybe you could find a way to kind of accelerate that a little bit and say, great, I'm now three months ahead of schedule. It's finding a coach. What are your thoughts on yeah. that? Yeah. I mean, my, my view on it is that the whole point of a coach or a mentor is to stand on the shoulders of giants for me to be able to say, Hey, look, I did everything out there in terms of therapy and energy work and all of that. And this was the most powerful thing that I found. Hmm. Is it going to be for everyone? Like you said, no, but I, I have that conversation with people before they even pay me a cent because I want to make sure that you're in for this journey. If we're going to, if we're going to go, go it together. I'm glad so, you clarified that. Uh, it, it's cause I, I tell people in the business world that I work with, I'm like, I'm not guaranteed going to work with you. I was like, the reason why I have a, a slot on my website that doesn't even get billed is because like for my schedule, I'm like, I, w I, I do want to talk to you. I want to see what you're aligned with. Um, I'm not trying to be, you know, a mindset coach and everything else that you do NLP. Maybe, I mean, it's not really my niche. I geek out of it. I, I appreciate it. <laughs> but mm -hmm. I think a lot of people do at least deserve the ability to at least have a chat, see if there's an alignment. And if the alignment's there, then great, there's an opportunity there. But if not, I also love the power of connecting and having a decent network of influence because great. You know what? I'm not, I don't think our energies are perfectly aligned, but mm -hmm. I know some of you might want to talk to. Do you, do you get involved in stuff like that as well? I'm guessing you probably yeah. know a lot of other fellow gurus out there. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Like if, if I have a conversation with you and I can tell that I'm triggering you mm. in, in any way, Right. Or if I remind you of your mom or your ex-girlfriend or whatever, then yeah. it's I'm, I'm not going to be a beneficial coach to you because you're going to be fighting being triggered every time we have a conversation. Yeah, not good. By the same token, if you trigger me, then I'm you know, I'm not going to look forward to our calls. So I'm not going to show up as my best self. So I'd rather refer you on to somebody else and not get caught in my ego and not think like, oh, I can just work my way through this because then it's not for the best part the best thing for the client and, it, and it's going to be painful for both of us neither of us are going to look forward to it neither of us are going to have a good experience so in in my mind it's better to just pass them off and just trust that you know the law of attraction and i believe in abundance there's someone right behind you it's just yeah. a test to make sure that i can let go of things and not need to hold on i think that goes back to the basics of relationships like people get frustrated when they go through a breakup and everything else i'm like you're not guaranteed to find the perfect match the very first try. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, and I didn't get married till I was 40s. I'm like, hello. <laughs> we, I mean, we learn by making mistakes, right? Like as a kid, we touch the hot stove. We learn, oh, that's hot. Don't touch it. Mm. It's the same thing. Like I've learned so much from my failed relationships that allowed me to be the person I am in my marriage now so that I can be the, the best version of myself. But if I didn't have those experiences of knowing what I didn't want, then right. I wouldn't know what boundaries to set. No, I love that. Actually, we haven't done any screen sharing during this show, but you had mentioned obviously your coaching and your training. And by the way, do you have a couple minutes? Cause we are coming to the end of our time slot already, but I just want to make sure you're good. Are you jumping on another yeah, show? Yeah, I'm good. Okay, cool. No, I'm good. So obviously give you a little brand recognition for the video feed on the YouTube world. Once we air this, uh, bluelotusmind.com is your site. 
I love this. By the way, you start off right in the right mindset right there. Happiness starts with you. I, 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 hands down, people, take accountability, okay? We, if we don't take accountability for our actions and our results, it all starts here with us. Um, so obviously, you, you've been out there for a little while, right? You've, mm-hmm. you, I think you've been on a few news networks just a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love the fact you Fox, CBS, ABC, NBC, the CW. I don't even know what future, what's future sharks? What is that? It's an entrepreneur. I was, I was wondering that type yeah. magazine. It's like a Forbes or an entrepreneur. Okay. Style uh, publication. But one thing I, I, I obviously know, so you, you do obviously launch workshops, live events, trainings, et cetera. Big fan, by the way, I love anytime you can get, I love going to events. Um, uh, the biggest thing though, I take away after all these years of going to live events is just because you went to the live event doesn't mean you've done all the work. Um, yeah you still need now put the hard work in. <laughs> we, we do the work in my events. I'm yeah. not going to take the chance of you not doing it when you leave. So we do it at the event. Yeah. So I see that you got like what? Two day long events. This, right. We got coming up here. Uh, Dallas Bay area was October and November, right? That was this year. Yeah. So, I got to put it. I got to update that. That's fine. Um, but obviously you, you ran a couple events, two different major cities. Uh, now are you doing this all by yourself or do you have like a network of other mindset gurus like yourself? Um, so I, depending on the events, so that's an NLP training. So mm-hmm. people who want to learn more about NLP, they come to that. Uh, people who just want to work on their own stuff will come to that. Some people who want to be a coach will come to that to get certified. Okay. Those ones, um, I run myself. I do have a virtual assistant who helps me out with the behind the scenes stuff. Nice. Um, and I'm in the process of within the community of people who've come through my programs, training up other trainers to help me deliver those courses because I can obviously only be in so many places. Okay. And I, one thing I love here is a seven-day self-love program. It's uh, it's funny because a good buddy of mine right here in Pennsylvania, I think his one program is called Seven Days to Love. Uh, so he's he's got the right uh, similar um, wiring to you. Actually, i got to bring up his book. I haven't actually had him on recently. He's been on the show a couple of times. Um, so I love some similarities there. We've got Limit- Limitless League, and then eight week eight week guided meditation programs. These are all actual online, like virtual programs, right? Yes. Yeah. Which, by the way, kudos because I keep telling people all the time, like, you can't always physically get people to travel, buy plane tickets, do the hotel thing. Granted, if you do that financially, when you, I, I do believe this, if you put some skin in the game financially, you, you're a little bit more committed in a lot of areas. But mm-hmm. some people aren't ready for that, so yeah. maybe the virtual thing is the way to go. So kudos for at least having some of that availability to your followers. So. Thank you. Which of these three are more popular? Uh, the Limitless League is probably the one that most people join. It's like $7 a month. Um, oh, it's like a recurring thing. Cool. Yeah. So we've got uh, we've got daily podcasts that go out there just for those members. We have a couple times a month we meet, we look at goal setting, we overcome whatever's stopping you from reaching those goals. So, well, Like self-sabotage. Love that. I mean, don't love it, but I mean, uh, I'm referencing one of the bullet points in your program because many of us are guilty of a of some self sabotage, definitely self doubt, and I think that's I think that's something important too here that as we're talking about all this is that like people hearing this like guess what like even me like I, hello we're human beings like there's there's no such thing one there's no such thing as perfection that word is terrible I've learned that over the years yes. um, number two self doubt overcoming self-sabotage, things like that. Those are, oh, it's okay, actually. It's like when I was firefighting for a couple of years, like having the fear is actually more respected because our, our super our squad bosses and stuff, they would actually test that. They want to make sure that we had a little bit of fear in us, not because they wanted to have guys completely afraid of doing the job, 
they want to know that your head was clear enough and you were dialed in and focused enough that there was some fear. So at least you know you weren't just like some kind of weirdo that's just like, oh, I'm an adrenaline junkie. I'm going to crush all of this. Like, no, that's actually very dangerous. And <laughs> they want to know some people actually do have a little bit of the mindset to say, okay, they know this is dangerous. Let's be methodical. Let's make sure we're, our, our T's are crossed, our I's are dotted, all that type of stuff. So I think that's something important to remind people about too is that you know, some of the keywords in your program there, self-worth, confidence, uh, stuck in procrastination, um, overcoming self-sabotage, the self-doubt. It's okay if these things are happening in our lives, right? It's just yeah. learning how to work with them, manipulate them and overcome them. Absolutely. I mean, fear is a natural human emotion. It exists to tell us that there is something on the line. Hmm. It's not letting perceived threats things that, you know, not making a mountain out of a molehill and not letting small fears paralyze you from doing anything at all. Okay. <clears throat> so so that, that's the way I look at it. I like the anthill reference too, by the way. So um, I, I, I get so many connections in life. Because I, I swear it's like, I have a, a buddy of mine. He's like, dude, he's like, you, you've done so much crazy stuff in your life. He's a newer friend. And I was like, and? He's like, I know, I, I can't wait to just try at least some of that. And I'm like, dude, I'm nobody special, man. Like, I just happened to have said yes a few more times and was willing to take a few more risks a little bit sooner on my timeline. That's it. And the one thing I remind people about is whether it's, you just want to go with embracing change or accepting the next life challenge or being the said adrenaline junkie, these are all just things that get easier with time and they get easier by taking the steps and doing that. And sometimes you have to work with a coach to even get started on all that. I don't know. I mean, everybody's a little bit different. I mean, I'm guessing you've worked with some people like that as well, right? Yeah. I mean, the ultimate job of a coach is to help us see the blind spots that we can't see. I mean, I have coaches, right. Who tell me like, Hey, do you think that you might be like, do you think you might have a limiting belief here? Because every level that we climb to something new is going to pop up to challenge us. Like you said, when I first jumped into the personal development rabbit hole i thought i was going to come out the other side bright and shiny and little did i know it's like a never ending it's like the hole that never ends i'm with you but it's awesome right it's like every every new level i climb to something else comes up and i know from experience now having crushed for lack of a better term a couple of those obstacles that whatever's next i can overcome that as well but the obstacle is going to give me a lesson that i need to climb to the next level I love that. And I love the reference there, but the, it is never ending. Uh, I think the one thing I've, I personally have learned is that depending on how big that next step was, it's okay to pause. It's like, okay, we, yeah, I've done all this. I've done that. Actually, you know what? This might take a year. Like me trying to write my first book, like you obviously are, are also an author, right? So it's like, okay, me on my first book, it's still being worked on. I, I wrote it at the end of last year. My original goal was to have, oh yeah, I've, paid all this money to join the self-publishing school and the self-published on Amazon. And I'm like, oh, I'm gonna have this launch by the beginning of 2019. And then time rolls on. And then I start the editing process and I'm still stuck in the editing process. I, if anything, I call it, instead of the writer's block, I call it the editor's block. <laughs> There's nobody past judgment on it other than myself. But the one thing I learned from a great coach recently who's an author and she's like, Scott, she's like, maybe you don't beat yourself up so much about it. And you realize that maybe you just weren't ready to release it just yet. Maybe you're procrastinating for a reason, um, but she's also don't 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 restrict yourself to a certain timeline. Maybe it needs a year and a half of release or two years of release. And she's like, a lot of us just think that. And she's now 
printed like three different books. So she's been down the timeline a little more than I have. So, uh, what are your, what are your thoughts on that from being an author? I like, I like Steve Jobs quote that we can't connect the dots looking forward. We can only connect the dots looking back. Mm. So one day when you do publish the book, this is going to make total sense. My husband's in the same situation. We both started writing our book at the same time. Okay. I got mine done and published and he still hasn't put his out. And he was saying to me the other day, I understand now why I didn't, um, why I didn't finish that version of the book because his life has changed so much that Mm. it, the story wasn't even complete because he wasn't where he needed to be on his journey. So it all makes sense at some point. And obviously for the video watchers, the people hearing this on the podcast world don't know what I'm sharing right now. So I'm sharing your book, Stop Being a Selfish Bitch by it's Tiffany Self-Love. <laughs> I love that. It's a comprehensive guide to living your best life through radical self-love. And you got you launched this back on actually this month, December of 2018. So last yes, year. So just about a year it's been out. So I, I started writing mine in like August or September of 18. So kudos, by the way. Awesome job. So that's actually, no, hold on. While I'm in here, I got to make sure this is added into my, I have an Amazon influencer page. So when people visit livethefield.com and, and click on um, the the Amazon banner, for example, that'll take you right to our influencer page. So I actually, they the bill you to, there you go, book recommendations. Ah, thank you so much. Yeah. So now when people go here, I'll show you actually. Have you ever, seen, have you ever heard of the Amazon influencer? I didn't even know that was a thing. Oh, it's a thing. <laughs> I learned about it from my clients. So so you can actually, so right, actually, the, basically it's amazon.com forward slash shop forward slash live the fuel, right? But it's just linked to my banners. But here you can actually group. So I have like a gear recommendations group, a healthy finds, and then like, and books. So, uh, so yeah, when people go to the books page, every, every author I've had on the show or books that I've read and consumed are in here. And there you are. You've already been awesome. out. There you go. So, Love it. Thank you. Right. It's super fun. Um, so kudos by the way. And then, so good. So you, you, yourself have had to coach your hubby a little bit. It's like, dude, it's all good, man. Like, it's all right. You'll, you'll get the book out there. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, going to really. come. And he, he's been saying to me, like, I really need you to keep me accountable on this. And I was like, you know what? You'll, it'll happen for you when you need to. I'm not going to be like, sit down and write your book today. Yeah. There'll be a reason if you're not. I love that. Thank you. Actually, I'm going to take that coaching myself right now. There so, you go. Uh, Cause actually Amelia, when this show's done, I'm actually working on one of my chapters after this. So I've now had to hard code it into my calendar. I'm like, all right, it's been written. You got to finish the editing. I, I made them. I made. I, I think the win. You appreciate. I, I I voice transcribed the whole book while doing my business travels. What I underestimated was that great. You voice transcribed it, and the software translated the text. But there's no structure. There's no paragraphs. So I have to go through and literally reformat everything before I can hand it off to my editor because the editor can't work with it right now. They're like. Well, I need you to give me some kind of structure to go off of it. Then I can polish it up for you. So, yeah. Yeah. That's actually how I did my book as well. So I'll oh. tell you, you're in the most painful stage of it. Okay. You are like, the first person I've had on the show that actually has said that they also did the voice transcription thing. So yeah. Whenever I was walking the dog or driving like anywhere, I just had the voice recorder on oh, my phone. Thank you. So, and I, yeah, trust me, I, I know <laughs> you've reinforced it. But I was like, you're like, well, what's the most painful part? I'm like, right now. Yeah, that that was my least favorite part of the whole process was because you can't hand back. it off. You can't. It's mm. there's no structure yet. Like it's not even fair to an editor to hand it off to an editor. It's like they don't even know what you're talked about. Like yeah. some of the chapters were so bad, I because I'd written them so long ago. I'm like, oh crap! I had to go back and play the audio file 
So I have to play the audio file while I'm reading through it to see what I was talking about. <laughs> Good times. So, yes. but hey, you made it through it. You released That's Stop right. Being a Selfish Bitch. So you got it out there. I'm about to uh, start book number two. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Because that's you. All right. I'll just be happy to get the first one. We'll, we'll play that one later. <laughs> I think the, I think it's like anything. Uh, well, I don't know because I haven't written the second one yet. So we'll see after I get the transcriptions back. But I, I feel like the first one is the most painful. Nice. Well, by the way, what, what app are you using? I, I, love, I love tips on this show. I use otter.ai. So. Oh, I use rev.com. Oh, yeah. Everybody uses rev. So if you ever want to play around with something different, otter, like the animal, O-T-T-E-R, AI, which artificial intelligence. So I actually use it for this show. So when I finish our episode, we'll take the entire file and I upload it into Otter and it'll transcribe the entire episode. And then we pull out, that's what my VA does to pull out the show notes to put into the blog article for the accompanying uh, podcast episode. So Smart. Little, little hack for up and coming podcasters who might be listening to the show. Awesome. <laughs> well, listen, I've had a blast today. Did you have a blast? Yeah, it's been great. And I love the name drop of, I have not heard somebody drop, uh, oh God, I'm blanking her name already, uh, Louise Hay. Uh, and yeah, she did pass this year. So um, amazing, inspiring influencer, especially from uh, the ladies' front. I mean, she. Absolutely. Wow. And it's so ahead of her time. Yeah. Oh, let, me, let me do a quick visual for her. We'll make sure we tag her in the show notes as well. I like this little quote. Life is a lottery that we've already won, but most people have not cashed in their tickets. That's a great quote. Right? Yeah. I love the Goldcast feed, by the way. I do follow that one. So, well, listen, I had a blast today. Um, one thing I ask my guest co-host before we sign off at the end of the show is I ask, hey, what's, what's an all-encompassing message you want to leave behind? Some final words for the listeners, because let's say they forget everything you've just dropped on this show. Uh, and now, nowadays, after three years, I'm now calling it a legacy message, not just final words. But is there anything you want to leave behind for our audience? Absolutely. We are all here for a reason. And I think that the most important part of a self-development and self-healing journey is figuring out what that reason is. And it's a little bit different to your why. Um, I look at it as what is the legacy or what is your purpose in life? Because that gives meaning to everything else that you do. It makes decisions easier to make. It makes it easier to get out of bed in the morning. It makes Monday mornings fun, more fun to look forward to. So where, you know, if, if life was a road trip, what is your ultimate destination? Like when you are on your deathbed, where do you want to have arrived? Hmm. Because that's going to give intention and meaning and just energy and life to everything that you do. Oh, I like that giving me meaning and energy for the life and everything we do. Well said. Well, listen, Thank you. Hang tight. I want to give you a proper goodbye off the air. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Tiffany Toombs, bluelotusvine.com. Uh, I hope for people who watch this live on Facebook tonight, it is a Sunday. You don't always get the same clicks and watches, but we'll be streaming this from now on the rest of the week as well. But thank you for tuning in. And uh, when this airs, for the podcast listeners out there and the YouTube watchers, uh, thank you for subscribing and make sure you check her out. She's got a lot going on. Great book title, by the way. <laughs> so uh, definitely more ballsy than I have with my title. <laughs> so again, ladies and gentlemen, we're here to fuel your health, your business, and your lifestyle. Tiffany definitely helped us with that today and obviously exponentially from a mindset perspective and a self-work perspective. Uh, so let's all take accountability for our actions and our next steps and let's keep putting in that self-work. So again, ladies and gentlemen, you two can live the fuel. 
And we'll talk to you guys again soon. Thank you for subscribing to Live the Fuel. Stay connected on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Live the Fuel. And remember, you too can live the fuel. So please visit us at livethefuel.com. Thank you.